Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, Vika Bradford, as per usual, same person every week, you guys know that. And I'm so excited because we're in part freaking two of talking to Walter this week. (gasps) Walter, welcome back. Thank you, Vika. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Mm, I couldn't like not do this. And I love that in our last conversation, we were already like, we need to... We need to book another one because there's so much more to talk about. Oh, we had a little freeze there. Hold on. I'll cut that out there. Um, Okay. So did you hear what I said? I did not hear. Okay. Damn. We'll freeze. Um, Okay. So cutting this out around here. So in our last conversation, we knew automatically that there was going to be a part two. So I'm so excited to carry this conversation on today because there's a hell of a lot more to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. There's just so much to dive into. And I think, you know, we try to fit it in within an hour. And I think you did a good job doing that, I guess. But (laughs) but we could have kept on going. So we're like, forever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So today we're diving into Tantra because at the end of the conversation last time, we kind of like ended up there. Tantra is definitely one of the places that calls to me ever since my yoga training. Um, they talked about Tantra as a lifestyle, not necessarily sexuality and Tantra, but just that opening into like living tantrically. I was like, mm, what the heck are you? Um, and so it's always kind of been like knocking at my door. And then when it, we were ending and that came up, I was like, we need to go into this. So can you tell me about your work with like the tantric experience so far? Yeah, sure. So I found it interesting because before I even learned it, there's a lot of things I kind of learned on my own and experienced on my own, which was very interesting. So I knew how to have multiple orgasms on my own without learning it. So I was like, okay, cool. This is interesting because I was so in tune with my body over time and you get in tune with your partners and this, that, that, and it's like, I can feel all this energy going through my body and I can feel her energy and it's cycling through. And it's such a beautiful thing. The problem is how we think about sex is like a goal thing. It's we treat it like I need to do 15 reps of this bench press right (laughs) now. Let's go. Okay. That's how we treat it. Okay. When it's not, that's not what this is about. It's about, being in the present moment and experiencing it with each other. And the number one thing uh, I would say I probably learned from Tantric, one of the number one uh, big things is you are responsible for your own sexual experience and your own experience, period. Okay. Um, And I think people get so stuck on, you know, even if we're not talking about sex, talking about life, it's like, no, it's my partner's responsibility to make me feel good. It's my boss's responsibility. It's my kids. It's this. And if you look at the tantric way, it's like, no, it starts with you. Okay. So I think that's a big thing, uh, you know, a deeper concept to understand. So now I learn all this stuff and it's like, okay, cool. Or like on my own, I'm like, okay, I'm going to dive into this, learn it for me and teach my guys and like women who I can help. Right. And help the couples and stuff. And uh, so you go through and it's like, 
Uh, my teacher, sweet older lady, super awesome and total gangster. I loved her to death. Like she was just so like into it. And, and I love that she made everyone feel comfortable, this, that, that, and all that, right? Great information. She taught it well, was so into it, so passionate about it. And these little techniques you start to learn, it's like, because people don't realize you got to learn how to stir up energy. Okay. And we don't do that. We get stuck in the day-to-day life, right? It's like, okay, get up. And most people don't realize like you're a robot. You know, most people by the age of 21 to 25 are mentally, emotionally, spiritually dead. They're physically alive, but they're not actually thinking. So they're just going into a pattern, right? It's like, get up, eat breakfast. Okay, I'm going to work. Drive the same way to work. You probably wear the same clothes on the same days. You get there, you talk about the same shit, and you do the same thing. Hope that you're done on time. Finish, drive, complain about your drive back. Get home, watch TV, get your stuff ready, eat, kids to bed, talk a little bit, watch TV, and you go to bed. This is most people's lives, okay? And But we're not present. We're not connecting. We're not stirring up energy. We're waiting for outside sources to stimulate us. And that's not the way, the tantric way. So in the first five minutes, our brains have all exploded and here we are. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And I feel this so deeply, like, right. Like this is exactly the way I didn't want to live. Um, and the way I've always rebelled against living, like living this not living way where it's just like life feels dead and mundane. I've, I've rebelled against all of those things you said, because I, I, feel that death within myself when I land in those places, when the mundane happens, when the um, repetitive nature of life, when I lose that spark, that stirring, I'm like, Mm -hmm. something's got to change. So this is so beautiful. And you said something in there that made me think about something I read recently, heard recently, I don't know who it was, where it was. I'm talking about how we as humans use other people to masturbate. Yes. Yeah, that's a great thing. And I agree with that. I, I even say uh, it's kind of like, you know how we're talking about information horrors in the mm-hmm. first one? I, I call it mental masturbation too. It's like another it's, it's another for, yeah. form of that. It's like, oh, I'll listen to this podcast and I'll do it. And it's just like, it's a mental masturbation. It, it gets you going. You need them yeah. to get your energy revved up. So right. I don't know where you heard that from. I totally agree with that <laughs> because it, it is. We, we need other people to get us going. And I get it. Every once in a while you do totally lead you and I I get that doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. you can't rely on it yeah is it all the time um it really resonated where I was just like wow like uh even for myself I had to reflect in like am I present in the bedroom am I present with my partner am I being intimate or am I using my partner as a means for orgasm and if that's the case then like I got my womanizer I'll be fine like what is the point of having my partner if he's just a masturbation tool yeah that is so true. And I, a lot of people do do that. A lot. They I'm guilty. Out. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny that you brought this up too, because I was literally talking to four different clients, all women. And they were talking about, they were really interested in my men's program for their husbands. Okay. Cool. And they were just saying how they were a little worried because they don't want, they were worried that their testosterone was going to go up and they wanted more. And I, I thought that was actually really funny. And, uh, and I was like, okay, but they were worried about themselves, how they weren't engaged. Right. But they would do it, but they do it more to please him mm. and, just, and treat it like an act. Like, okay, I'm going to get this done. And women can fake it. Guys can't fake it. 
okay the women can't okay and women just do it like oh, okay i just want to make him happy but i'm like yeah but you're responsible for your experience again so why aren't you enjoying this and let's go deeper into that concept where are you blocked in it a lot of times i find it's um their self-image hmm. very poor self-image uh especially as they get older they're not uh happy with their body and all that type of stuff um and i, I laugh all the time I, I tell them like guys are visual they want to see and they're like oh but i put 30 pounds they don't care they want you they're initiating trust me they're not like oh my gosh put 30 pounds and turn the lights off they don't do that it's in your own mind so if a woman doesn't feel sexy she's not gonna really want to engage she doesn't feel safe she doesn't want to engage um the stresses of day-to-day -day life. If she feels like she's carrying the burden, she's got to worry about being a provider as well, connected to her masculine purpose, not to her feminine purpose. And then she feels like she has to do everything at home. Then she's feeling like a slave and not feeling loved. So now she's overworked. You think she's in the mood to do anything else? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. Okay. No. And again, this is where the men make the mistakes. And I teach this in the program. It's like, Women are not geared up like guys. We're ready to go anytime. Women need to be worked in. Work from the outside. Mentally seduce her. Make love to her mind. I always say, like, I say a little more harshly, guys. I say, fuck her brains before fuck, <laughs> fuck her brain. I like that. I like it. And then I tell them, don't put your penis in her ear. Because guys are so literal, right? All right. Like, calm down. Don't do that. Metaphorically. Okay? Metaphorically, please. Okay. Rub her so, brain clit, like that's right <laughs> so i'm just like okay so they, and then they start to get like wow because then if their woman went at them without saying sweet nothings and they'd be ready to go mm -hmm. women just don't work like that and if you expect her to be so stressed out so disconnect her body she's so disconnected spiritually mentally and you expect her to be turned on like that man this is why and then men think oh you know my old lady and ball and chain, all these stupid sayings I hear. I'm like, no, you haven't brought out that wild woman. Like I love when you post those things. Cause I'm like, women need to connect to that again. It's so essential for them to feel alive because it's within all of you women, but also you need the right environment for it and the right women to connect to. Cause that's the other thing I find women don't connect with other women enough. Oh no, 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 they and, do not. That's right. And other, and men don't, recently it's weird men don't really connect with other men enough no and then when you're together too much you lose the polarity the sexual polarity because yep. you start to take on each other's energy too much so you need a little bit of separate time with your girlfriends and the guys need to hang out with their men 100 percent. right so then it builds up that feminine and uh, masculine energy again and then when you reconnect it creates the polarity again oh and like that's exactly why i'm creating my wild woman circles is because we as women need to be together. We need to bleed together and we need to cry together. We need to scream together. We need to be in like trance together. Like yeah. we need that. And then I'm loving seeing so many men step into like men's groups now, um, like heart led men's groups, right? Like to raise testosterone, to like be beefy together, to scream together, to beat their chests together, because like right. we literally need it. At the end of the day, we are like, we have that part of us that is very primal. Mm -hmm. And we need to connect into it. And I think we've lost that in like this very technological, isolated world where yeah. we just like are in our little pods and yeah. maybe we have our spouse with us and you're right. Then we lose the polarity and then the sexual 
vibe is just dead because like I'm over here thinking about the fact that the dishes aren't clean and I'm in my head and I can't get out of my head. And he's like, why aren't you turned on so quickly? Like, why aren't you instantly excited? And that's, that's exactly the issue. Nailed it. That's exactly it. So when, when you start to dive into deeper and think, instead of thinking this is what it's supposed to be, that's why I keep on hearing, well, that's what just happens. No, we, we have let it happen because we don't even know what we're doing. Mm. We have no clue. Like when I deal with the couples, like I mentioned before, I was like, I'm asking what your goals are. They don't know. Yeah. So one of the goals should be keeping that sexual polarity. That's a big goal and defining that, of course, right? Right. What does that mean for them? What's that mean for them? This is going to be different for every couple. Every couple. I say this with women all the time. Like as I'm working with like so many people and finding their divine feminine and their wild woman, like yours is going to be very different than mine. Like mine is like, go rub myself in the dirt and roll around in a forest and like beat on my chest and my drum. Like she's very different, but for some women, it's going to be being coddled in their like robe inside their home with like tea. And like, that's literally what their wild woman looks like. Right. Yeah. So every relationship is going to have their own level of what that looks like too. Absolutely. And there's no shame. Nothing's better or worse. No. What resonates with you and connects with you. And I think people need to understand and stop. This is where you need to stop comparing to other people. To me, I feel like you, instead of comparing, learn from other people. Because if you see other people in their own experiences or how they present themselves or how their relationship is or how they run their business, whatever aspect you're seeing of them that you admire, of course, it'd be like, okay, what can I learn from that? And can I be my own version of that? And it can be a more tame version, more wild version. It doesn't really matter. But what resonates with you, right? And that, that's a massive key. Again, let's dive in deeper. And that's what we're asking here on this podcast. Dive deeper within you, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and getting into that whole tantric thing, it's like, it makes you do that. It makes you start to discover you and discover getting to know you and your body and that connection and connect to that sexual energy, which is so powerful, but people are so scared. Mm. Oh my gosh. So scared. So So much repression and fear. And okay, let's, let's dive into like more naughty talk here because, (laughs) okay. So when you were talking about like, um, Tantra and like how it gets us into our body and stuff, I'm thinking back to when I first started being a sexual being, which was quite young. Um, but even like in my early twenties, pretty early twenties, like I couldn't, I couldn't have an orgasm from sex. Like, um, sex was, I, I was very promiscuous, but it was more of a goal of like conquering men at that point than the enjoyment of pleasure for myself, which is my own wounding, um, which I have done my work around. I'm sure it'll always be there, but, um, like, and I know, I just know that so many women have issues orgasming and they don't even know their physical bodies. They don't understand how to work their bodies. Like I'm just thinking back to maybe a year or two ago, Josh discovered something that was about, um, if the girl was like, I want you to fuck your vibrator. And he showed me this and I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. So she was talking about how like women grinding their hips actually moves blood into that area of the body, which actually heightens orgasms and how the more a woman moves into her like sacral area, she will actually orgasm. And this has been like a huge opening for me of understanding my body even more. So like, let's talk about like 
orgasms and multiple orgasms, like with yeah. men and with women and how we can like Absolutely. open these uncomfortable doors that so many people right now I know are like, oh, do I turn this podcast off? <laughs> oh, you keep this on. You this keep is, it this, on. This is the gold. <laughs> this is why you listen to first part, then part two. <laughs> See, first part was foreplay. This is the real deal. Now. There it is. We're going in. We're going this right is in. penetration. That's right. <laughs> so I look at it from Let's, let's talk about the woman's perspective, okay? I feel like you got to dive deeper into how they're taught, their programming, okay? So when you look at it, and I look, okay, obviously you got to look at what experiences they had, were they abused, were this, that, and et cetera, right? Uh, what they saw from their parents, okay? What they see from, like, media, okay? What they perceived what love was and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> the other thing is how in tune are they with the, their body okay that's a huge one most people are so disconnected like i'm surprised they even know they're walking sometimes because they're just so like they're just doing stuff they don't even know what they're doing like they're just do, 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 do. Yeah. they're so disconnected right where you know i've been blessed to be very connected naturally but i've over the years learned to be more and more and i think anybody can get to that level because it's you start to learn and take time to you know take your breath in and feel and I imagine like when I breathe, sometimes I imagine my breath traveling through my body and I'm my breath traveling through my body. That's how I picture it. And it's like, you'll feel certain things that you never even felt. You're like, wow, I didn't know that was there. You know, a little bit achy shoulder or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, you get more in tune with your body. So I feel like there's a disconnect there. And then there's that cultural and religious part too. So when you have this major shame that you keep teaching men and women, depending on what culture, right? That sex is dirty sex is bad whether they know it or not and right now there may be adults and think no i love it and this and that but they carry a guilt they carry a massive guilt that's so heavy that that weight is sitting probably in your sacral chakra and it ain't going i don't care how big he is he ain't breaking through that okay <laughs> it's not happening so to me it's like that's where it becomes your own experience you have to get to know your body you have to recognize what kind of sexual experience do you want? Because again, who are you as a human being? Your spirit having a human experience through your five senses in your body. I talked about this in the, the call yesterday. That's why I tagged you in it too. So it's just like, okay. So se sex is a big part of that, right? But if you, and it's the most glorious thing that I always say, tell the guys, I'm like, you are going to send this woman closer to God. I always say, Josh, I want you to fuck me to God. Yeah literally okay we have that capability to do it so own that power and be proud of that mm. and women, let it happen instead of being like no i'll get there myself i don't need you to get me and like this whole like crap happens i'm like no this is not what this is about so diving into like your thinking where where are the blockages coming from is your childhood was it your parents like the relation was it your religion your culture how you viewed it through your society Break it all down and be like, wow. So me, I'm raised Catholic. And it's like, cool, super sexual guy. But at first I had this little guilt. So I'm like, no, I'm going to smash this girl for sure. But I'm like, oh, I feel kind of bad. But then, then I felt great after. So, <laughs> But initially, because that was the programming. And then once I learned like, no, it's not a bad thing. It's That's something that just, it's shackles to try to control you. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's not just about being promiscuous. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it's trying to lower your sexual energy. 
because your sexual energy is the most powerful energy. It is the most powerful energy that you'll manifest from. If you cannot manifest and grow and experience this world through that energy, create, manifest, feel, and connect to what you desire, you are a weakened human. You're easier to control and manipulate because you're not the goddess or God walking on this planet that you're meant to be. Hmm. In order to be that goddess or God on, like on this planet, and don't get too caught up in words, guys. A lot of people are like, oh, there's one God. I get it. And I'm saying we're made from that one God or source or consciousness. But because we're made from it, that means we're God and goddess is walking on this planet. And we have the faculty to create whatever we want, which is our mind. And we got to nourish it and take care of it. But we also have a body to experience this 3D reality. So let's experience it through like the highest levels that we can. Mm-hmm. Sex is one of those things. So if you learn to connect to this great power of sexual energy, you're goddess, goddess, goddess and God walking on this planet. And I think they just don't want that. They want us to be docile. They want us to be weak and easily controlled. And you can see it in today's world. Oh, I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. The like, It's almost like everything. It's not even almost like I'm going to take that out of there. It is the, the very clear that the agenda is to weaken us from every every faculty every area and sex is one of them like and it's clearly been an agenda for millennia um and i see it in people's charts too i see the repression i see the um the karmic wounding the past life signatures of um what religion does which um over attachment to and i'm putting this in quotations spirituality not necessarily the divine connection to source spirituality um i i can see all of those themes come up and how they'll be linked into say scorpio or pluto and i'll know there's there's sexual repression there's um there i see all these signatures all the time and i'm like hey what's going on here like yeah right and then i question what life did this come from and then we go back into uh regressions, I was going to say repressions, but regressions. And those people will find themselves like in churches in monasteries in um, these lives where they had to tuck that away, or they were um, ostracized or killed for having that, that raw sexuality or that raw power, right? Like knowing they had their power, these people were, um, they were harmed or chastised for having that energy. So it's, it's, interesting that we can see like the ripple effect through the cosmos of course that's amazing oh absolutely there's no doubt about that. <laughs> no doubt i think that's pretty pretty cool on your end to see that and to learn so much about them and to educate them and let them know why they feel the way they feel and how they can overcome that because i think it's such an important part of life and, and like i said some people are way more highly sexually charged than others it doesn't make you better or worse Mm-mm. um and it should be your own experience, whatever you decide, how you decide to express your sexual energy, whether, you know, how many times you want to make love with your partner, how many times you want to masturbate, how many times you want to, even what you're creating from it, mm-hmm. art, you know, it doesn't matter. It's your job to use it and use it wisely because it is your secret power that you don't even know you have. Oh, a hundred percent. And and we all come here in, in my view to learn and master certain things. So like, in this life, if you aren't necessarily like the highest sex drive person, even if you dive into these areas and you're just like, it's just not hundred percent. Like I'm not that of a, that sexual of a being. It might be that maybe you're not mastering that in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you having a lower 
what, what is low sex drive, right? Like as long as you're in your healthy state, you're, you're making sure your hormones are in balance and that's not the issue yes. and yep. doing all that. And then you come to a place where you're like, eh, it's just not like my hundred percent focus. If that's totally okay. Totally. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't want you to be shamed if you're connecting with it. That's my big thing. I want you to be able to openly free, like me and Vicky could talk about sex and it doesn't phase us. It doesn't make me embarrassed. It doesn't make her embarrassed. And I feel like it's weird because we're men and men and women, right? So it's like, people get like, Oh, do you feel we're talking about? I'm like, no, not at all. Most of my clients are actually women. And we openly talk about it, it does not phase me. It doesn't phase them because again, you feel the energy. It's a safe place. They know I'm not a creeper. It doesn't make me feel like, Ooh, turned on by talking about it. It's just such a natural part of life. And, uh, I think I want that for people. I just want people to be able to talk about it like it's nothing. Have you been dreaming of taking your astrology knowledge to the next level? Astrology is a language that we get the honor to speak. It is innate in our being, innate in our souls, and we move with the cosmos as the cosmos move through us. After so many sweet requests from you, my soul family, to create an Astro Basics course, I'm happy to announce that it is here and it is ready for you to digest and obsess over the cosmic rhythms. My biggest goal while creating Astro Basics was to make it digestible and easy for you to understand the complexities that come with learning astrology. So if you have a desire to understand the signs, the houses, the planets, and how they all move intrinsically together, if you have a desire to read natal charts, to understand and digest the cosmic rhythms in a powerful left brain, right brain way, then this is for you. My Astro Basics course is going to take your knowledge of the stars to the next level so that you can start understanding and working with the rhythms in your own way, through your own soul, and then moving that forward into however you wish to bring this into your life. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Like just, it is a part of life. Why do we have so much shame around it? And that's actually part of the reason like I'm having nudity at my wild woman circles because mm-hmm. like I want to shatter the, um, not that we can't sexualize our bodies because damn, I feel like a goddess when I sexualize my body, but, um, within my group of women, I want to desexualize just being naked. Like what the heck I remember growing up, my mom was always naked. We're we're European. Like, uh, we're German. So everyone was naked. It's just normal. But then growing up in the programming of the nineties and the two thousands, like that wasn't normal. So being in a change room as a young girl, we would all hide ourselves, right? Like we'd get changed in really weird ways so that no one would see our boobs or our butts or anything. And I just remember hitting like maybe 25 and being like, what the hell is this? Like my mom walked around naked. She's still, I swear she's probably naked right now. (laughs) Amazing. Right. And that was just normal for me, but there was like shame that was taught to me that women in a change room have to cover themselves up while they change what the heck is that and then josh and i talk and he's like dudes in a change room just dicks everywhere a hundred percent and we're talking like it's nothing yep like like just dicks on display and no one's thinking like oh look at that one over there like no one's thinking that and here we are in the women's change room like i can't i can't show my boobs right now because susan with boobs is gonna see my boobs and judge my boobs like yeah what is this yeah. So again, where does it all come from? Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's all programming. 
And that's why it's like, to me, if you're listening to this, I hope you resonate because there's some part of you that probably should resonate with this for men and women, right? And you're listening to this and be like, wow, do I feel like something's holding me back when it comes to this? And dive into it. Or if you need help, like reach out to me, reach out to Vico. Like we can help you with these things, okay? And it's like understanding, okay, what is it that I want? What kind of like life do I want to experience? Who do I want to become to get that? And then it's like, what's holding me back from having this incredible, delicious sexual experience with my partner on a daily or however frequently you want to do and start diving into that and then understand your part in it, understand his part in it or her part, whoever your partner is. Right. So, and then for the men, it's very interesting, similar thing. Men don't have as much restraints because society's like, no, you should just go out there and you're the hunter, which is cool. No problem. Totally. But here's the thing. So there are some guys who uh, say, again, cultural, religious, okay? And if they're in a beta state, right? So if they're in that beta state, guess what? They don't know how to interact with women. They feel self-conscious. They don't even know how to handle pent-up sexual energy. So, And they don't have enough experience. So what ends up happening to some of these guys, if they do get the opportunity to connect with a woman, boom they're set off. Like they're ejaculating, pre-ejaculation. They have no control right? because they haven't learned how to master their energy. They're like, Oh my God, I'm just glad she touched me. Ooh, boom. And then the girl's like, Ooh, that's disappointing. Uh, yeah. Very disappointing. <laughs> right. So, and then they get down on themselves. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, see, this is why I can't be with women. I'm not, but they are not understanding what's happening. Yes. They're just mentally creating all this energy. And it got so pent up that right. soon as it, it just bull rushed to the sacral. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that the sensation of a touch or a caress oh. or <laughs> lips touching, like, or even a dirty comment, like. A, right. Dirty, now, could right? it go the other way too? Like where um, a man is so pent up or so erotically charged and there's no outlet, no healthy release, no boundaries, no connection to the sacral that like they get into that situation. They're so overwhelmed. And then it's like, nothing's gonna happen yeah yeah i i have had guys talk about this where i find more not they, they're meant they're in their head still it mm. hasn't traveled down they're so yeah. up here in their energy and they're thinking about work but they're like oh i want her so bad but oh my god i gotta get those files in and whatever right and they're so stuck here that even though they're consciously like yeah i want you the body's so disconnected so nothing's flowing right then the woman thinks it's her of course and then, and then the, like, the man would get stuck in a cycle of like oh no is this going to happen every time yes now they'll avoid intimacy all like yeah. all they can right all i'm gonna hang out with my buddies i'm staying at work later i'm doing this i'm doing oh, that. interesting okay yeah. so let's talk about how and let's do it from a feminine perspective and a masculine perspective sure. like how we can get ourselves into our bodies to like receive pleasure and to be in a pleasure state good okay that's perfect okay so for me i think is understanding first understand your breath sit with your mm-hmm. own breath take deep breaths in through the nose and i don't mind if it's still through the mouth or through the nose it's up to you and really just like i said travel through your body through your own breath close your eyes and picture like just breathe and then And I can picture like I'm going through my my head to my neck, to my chest. My next breath, I'll work down my arms. The next breath, I'll work down my sternum into um, 
solar plexus. Then I'll work down to sacral, explore that area, down to the root, down to the legs. And I'm traveling through my body, get connected to your body. So that might be a little advanced in the beginning, but start focusing on your breath and be present. Next, for me, start moving. Mm. You need to move your body, okay? If you look at certain cultures, okay? Uh, so I'll use Canada and Canada is primarily English based. Okay. So if you think of like UK, very, uh, especially English, proper, uh, good posture. Uh, you know, if you meet somebody, you shake their hand and good day. So like, <laughs> see, I got to throw that in there. It's amazing. <laughs> so it's like, cool, but very stiff. Not a mm-hmm. lot of rigidity dances. Cause I did ballroom dancing, uh, for a while. And you do like a foxtrot and it's very elegant. It's beautiful, right? Good, strong lines and really nice and elegant to see. When you look at certain other cultures like um, Latin American mm-hmm. or Caribbean, uh, certain parts of Europe too, winding, dancing, like mm-hmm. the hips are so loose, right? They're so just sacral. Winding, like, right? So they're, and it's just like, it just flows. That's why you see culturally, when I think of Latin American, certain parts of Europe and African people, they're way more sexual, way more sexual, way more. So it's like, and it, and it I believe it's cultural, but I also think it's the lack of movement. It's the music, it's mm. parts of things. So my big thing is start to move your body. Yeah. Right. Get up and start at the top. Start listening up the arms, move, like move the chest, do your thing. Right. And then work it and start winding, winding, snake, move up and forth, little pelvic thrusts. Right. Like start to move. If you're a stiffer person, probably start with pelvic thrusts because it's more <laughs> linear. Right. So if you're looking, they like, all do it for you guys. Uh, oh, I guess they can't see it. Right. They won't see it, but he's, he's, he's going to twerk for us. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's just be like, just really? like rolling your hips back and forth. Eh? Yeah. Now, if you're doing that type of stuff, like a winding pelvic thrust, like a slither, just get the energy moving from top to bottom. It will stir up so much. Like, honestly, you could probably get yourself turned on by just winding. I do it all the time. Yeah, there you I go. I do it right? all the time. Josh will be like, what the heck are you doing? I, uh, he, st- he stopped questioning me, n- me now. But yeah. for the last two years, I would like lay on the couch and I would just make figure eights with my hips, like just laying there. Um, sure. Literally, my hips would just do this figure eight thing. And, and he'd be like, well, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, yeah. um, there's just something I would say, maybe Kundalini, maybe something else that needed me to move my hips. And before it started with that, it was um, Sufi grinds in yoga where you're just sitting and like rolling through your hips, right. Um, mm-hmm. or making a figure eight in your hips in that way. Um, so it started like that. And then I would just lay there and I couldn't not make those f- figure eights with my hips. And now like, uh, whenever I'm dancing or like, I'll just, I have ecstatic dances all by myself now. Um, yeah. and it's just very, very much like that slithering snaky movements, like rolling through the hips and, uh, it's very fascinating and liberating and you can get very turned on just by dancing by movement. I'm telling yeah. you. So if you're able to move, the energy is going to travel there naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's going to shift your mindset. You're not thinking about the files you have to put away or the emails you have to do. You're thinking you're being present to your body. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other one is touching yourself mm. and don't instantly go for your genitalia, touch your body. And touch it with like different sensations, right? Whether it's your own hands, put different lotions, uh, beads, 
Yeah. Uh, feathers. I have yeah. a, like a feather wand that is my favorite. And also yeah. um, the black obsidian wand I got for like de-armoring my Yoni. Yeah. Um, it just like the cool sensation of it, the hard, cool sensation of the stone on my skin is mm-hmm. uh, fascinating. That's right. You're so just like, these, wow. <laughs> that's right. All these different sensations and you can change it up and you will have your own little flavor compared to other people, right? Mm-hmm. You do these things. And I'm telling you, you will start to generate so much sexual energy without anybody even there. Right. This is just all alone. That's right. And then it's like, okay, then you can get to like simple masturbation, right? Right. But here's the problem. We get, especially for men, men get there and they want to, and they want to get it out. They're so goal oriented. Instead of like actually connecting to it, right? Connect with your penis and your testicles and feel them and turn and do different motions and it'll start to desensitize your body too. Uh, you know, there's a, te- a technique called knifing, right? And where you just take the head of your penis and you just think about 50 times each side of the, the head of the penis. For, especially for guys who are so uh, sensitive. Right. To have their foreskin are going to be more sensitive because their for, um, the head of the penis isn't really touching anything because the foreskin's protecting you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when a guy has uh, is has his foreskin chopped off, there circumcised. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> he's rub. It's rubbing against his underwear if he's wearing mm-hmm. underwear or his pants. So he's more a little more desensitized. So a guy who is not uh, one, he's going to have the feeling of the foreskin pulling over his penis, which feels amazing. Plus the woman's mouth or vagina or hand. Okay. So if you don't learn to desensitize that, then you could be a person who's not going to get full fulfillment and be able to fulfill your partner too. Makes sense. Right. Does that make sense? So masturbation would be an important thing. Just take your time, get to know your body, get to know what you like and get to Mm -hmm. know how to kind of take control of it too. Mm -hmm. Especially for men. I feel like, uh, you got to learn how to take control of your body because, and I teach this because women will test you. And I talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they want to know that you're holding your frame. They want to know that you're in control. So, and they'll even do this sexually. Okay. So it'd be like, Oh, you know, Oh, I want you to come, come in me all this shit. Right. Cool. She's saying that now, but she doesn't necessarily want that. She wants to see if you're in control. Or are you just going to fold to her every need? Does that make sense? And the thing is, if a woman's been with that, that guy long enough, she knows that little twerk of her hip, little swivel, little flick of the tongue, that little dirty talk she's going to say, she knows she can get you to ecstasy, right? Yeah. You have to learn to enjoy that, but still be in control. Hmm. Right? Because it'll still turn you on to a point where if you want to ejaculate, you can, but you want to do it on your terms. Fascinating. And there's this when, because we talked about this, I, I think it was after the podcast yes, last week, um, where we were talking about this is where like men can get into multiple orgasms. It's like that yes. containment, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to multiple orgasms, it's essentially, if you picture like the chakras, right? From crown, third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, sacral, root, Okay everything usually starts in the mind, especially because we're such visual creatures. And again, we're turned on instantly. So it's just, we see it, boom, we're ready. It's like, she's giving me the green light. Let's go. 
all of a sudden now everything starts rushing to the sacral now touching kissing caressing dirty talk all these things right boom 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 penetration all this stuff this energy is like flooding to your sacral right and depending especially how explosive of a lover you are it's just like you definitely need to know how to control right so it's like okay it's going there going there now it's getting to a point where you know you're ready it's ready to happen but you have to hit it before it's hit the the um the point where a point of no return essentially the no return yeah because it becomes a chemical reaction and that's it gotcha right so you get that all, all that energy all of a sudden boom it's send the signal back up to say okay start releasing the hounds right boom <laughs> done and now it's like you're at that 10 peak of uh, ecstasy but it's a sharp drop where yeah. you should be feeling okay i'm at like a seven and this is where you have to get to know your body and this is where masturbation will come into play too and touching your body because if you're it's like if you know what you like right because you touch yourself because if you're asking a partner to do it, it's kind of hard sometimes you have to do it on your own then you can teach your partner what you like so you're like there on your junior thing you're like okay i like this i like this feeling i like this angle like that blah 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 cool now you know, okay, I'm a, and if you're doing it yourself, you, you can gauge what you're feeling like. Okay, I'm at a six right now, right? Okay, I'm at a seven. I'm at an eight. Once you're at that 8.5, close to nine, essentially, guess what? It's going to start to kick in. And this is where you squeeze your PC muscles, okay? And you shoot the energy up. So basically you hit 8.5, you got to start thinking that already. Once you get to the nine and you're almost crossing to that 10, that's when all the energy starts flooding and you push, squeeze. And when I breathe, I squeeze my PC muscles and I breathe in. And then when I breathe out, that's when the energy rushes throughout my body. Fascinating. Yeah. So then I'll be, and I remember, <laughs> uh, so I did it first time with uh, a girlfriend and she was like, she had no idea what was going on because I was almost like convulsing, but nothing's <laughs> coming out. Right. Right. So she's so confused. And she's like, you okay? Like, and I'm like, no, no, I, I just orgasmed. And she's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then I had to explain <laughs> this whole thing, right? And uh, and it's funny because even women get really worked up because they think they've learned to be goal-oriented. Hmm. And they think, well, if I don't make him come, then it's like, I'm not a good lover. Or he doesn't, right. or whatever, again, yeah. ideology was taught. But that's not the case. When someone knows how to have an, if a man knows how to have energetic orgasm, he's enjoying that. He's loving that. And he's sharing that energy with you. But if you're already closing off, like, oh, did you come yet? Or did you do this? Mm. You're not, there's no exchange anymore. Right. You're starting to think like logical, but you're not in your emotional body, energetic body anymore. I feel like that happens on both sides too. Like just in my experience, like as a woman, like sometimes you, you just can't get there and that's okay yeah. with sure. a woman. Most, most women who are very present and aware of their bodies and that moment or what, whatever's happening, um, we're okay with it. And we're still enjoying the experience. We're still in it. But we'll, I, what I found is that a male partner will get really um, in, in his own head that he's not able to provide that for the woman, for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's hard to convince that lover that like, I'm good. Like I'm still enjoying this experience and I'm still in pleasure and ecstasy, even if I can't finish, like, even if I can't get to the climax, you think that I need to get to that's, that's not, that isn't like the goal for me sometimes just sure. the pleasure, just the experience, just the intimacy is good enough certain times 
for me to enjoy it without there being like an end goal. Yeah. And I, I think for, so I'm glad we're talking about that because I think at the end of the day, that's really what it's about mm-hmm. experience again. Right. Again, we're spirits having human experiences. So it's not always about the end goal. It's about the experience. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, anything you do in life, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I started my own business. Cool. It's not just about the money I get at the end. It's who I had to become to get it. The full experience right. of people. Sex is no different. Sex is just a metaphor for life. Mm. And you know, there's a saying, it's like how man, how a man penetrates his woman is how he penetrates life. And it's true. I do see it's that. It's true. Yeah. So it's like, if he's a quick wham, bam, I just want what I need. And that's how he treats life. That's how he probably treats people. That's how he treats mm. day to day. But if he's like, wants to get to know you, he's engaged, he's present. He, that's how he probably is as a lover. Right. Right. So right. it's very interesting. I'm feeling this very much like on the feminine side of um, how much pressure I put on an orgasm sometimes can literally take me out of the enjoyment of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's because now I'm in my head. Now I'm thinking, oh, I need to come or I'm making the whole focus of the experience having an orgasm. And that takes me out of the experience and how mm-hmm. recently I've been very, very focused on the feeling the sensation because I'm, I'm a very mental, like I get turned on mentally. I have a Gemini Mars. So like you have to turn my brain on first, just like you said, like fuck my mind. That's right. Um, I have like, and I, I'm learning the ways I get turned on are like words and visuals and um, that stimulation. But I, that also means I can get stuck in my head during sex, or I can, if I'm not present, I will go to other fantasies. I will go to other places and calling myself back into my body and feeling the sensations that you talked about, like a hand on my leg or fingers through my hair or like anything like that brings me back into the pleasure state takes me out of I'm seeking an orgasm and when I get in that I have an orgasm but when I'm focused on I need to orgasm I leave the room yeah right I'm just like it's like a job at that point yeah and I I almost feel like that's how if you're talking about manifesting okay I'm gonna correlate this with it Mm, (laughs) I love it (laughs) so it's like when you think about oh, I need money. Mm. You're coming from a desperate state. You're coming yes. from a state of lack. Yeah. If you're just coming from a state of abundance and you're enjoying the process and you're in the vibe of it, it the universe delivers. I kind of think the same way about this. It's like, instead of being like, oh, I need to orgasm. We're in a state of lack when we're thinking that. And instead of being in a state of lack, why not, I'm going to enjoy this process and it's probably going to lead to orgasm. Yeah. Right? So you're just like, we know what we want. And we want the great experience and orgasm is usually a part of that, mm-hmm. right? And orgasm is going to connect us to our partner even more, right? It's going to, all that oxytocin, all that stuff, it's going to connect us that much more together, right? And uh, I think, which is super important, obviously, because I think great sex is the glue to every relationship mm-hmm. for sure. And um, so getting out of our head about it and just being more in the present and being connected and enjoying instead of being like, I need to orgasm, or it's like, I got to get this shit done tomorrow. I got to go do the dishes or whatever it is. Right. So that I think with the tantric stuff, it's kind of like you are learning this type of stuff. So like I mentioned earlier, touch your body, move, deep breathing, um, be present and start to learn what your body likes, touch yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, then it's like, cool. Then you can get into experiences with your partner and it's going to be that much more better. And it can be playful too. It can be actually a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of making it so serious. That's the other thing. It's like, no, yeah. we need to be like this. And, we, <laughs> and when it, instead of making it fun and an enjoyable 
um, experience, right? Yeah. And it's not always going to be hot and intense, like pinning you against the wall, making love to you against the wall. It's not always going to be like, if it is cool, it's awesome. But it, it doesn't always have to be like that. No. Right? No. I think that's really powerful and a really good reminder of just like, we're, we're, we are fluctuating creatures, right? And so mm -hmm. our sex life is going to be fluctuating, whether that's month to month, week to week, year to year. Like if you're with your partner, I mean, Josh and I are going on seven years in April and like mm -hmm. you are going to experience crazy fluctuations in a seven year marriage or mm -hmm. I guess relationship. Um, but yeah, we just need to honor that. Like, it's not always going to be the way we think it should be. And what is that even like, what is that programming of like, it should be this way, yeah. right? That's mm -hmm. a key thing, but what it should be. And again, where do we see these examples? Usually through media. Media. So it's like you're watching this, I don't know, like Hallmark show and they, they show, you don't really see anything sexual per se, but you see more like this love story and women or men who watch that might think, oh, that's what it should be. Or you watch a movie uh, like Netflix. They had some pretty intense sexual scenes in some of these movies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 360 or 365. What was the other one? Uh, they keep on talking about it at the clinic here. Uh, sex Life. Oh, right? God, that show was amazing. Yeah, okay. So very amazing. hot, sexy yeah. scene, okay? Yeah. And it's like, you know, people think it has to be like that. Mm. <laughs> like it has to be like that. And right. it, I, I hope it is for you. Like I want, if that's what you want, I want that for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you want that intensity, I love that. But you have to create sexual tension you have to create clarity this is yeah. what we talk about if you start to hang out too much and not start to take care of your body and connect to your sexual energy guess what you're going to become buddies yeah. there's nothing about that too but like i have lots of friends mm -hmm. you know I mean? do we need to like, be yeah we're just roommates at that point at that point you're roommates and then this is where it starts to become trouble and this is where right. people break off from there right so um, I, I definitely think learning these tantric techniques, again, in my men's program, we do go into these deeper concepts and it's funny as sexual as guys are, they get shy, mm. which is really funny where women are just way more open with me, which I find fascinating by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the guys get a little timid cause they're like, you know, the, oh, I'm the man. No, <laughs> I give her orgasms all the time. Like, Whatever. They say all that stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you're great. I'm not saying you're not. I just want to give you a couple of tools to uh enhance your experience and hers mm -hmm. strengthen your bond yeah right and uh, you know stop treating it like it's just a physical act that's a big one too for me right uh, you know they treat it hey it's like hey you want to go jogging mm. that's what they treat it like hey, you want, yeah sure let's go jogging like no it's a spiritual it. union it is it's a spiritual union and learn the art of seduction Mm -hmm. right like uh, and i go through these things in uh the one-on-ones and it was so funny we got to a point where uh <laughs> the one guy uh we talked about like dirty talk right so I, I literally have like 101 lines you can say that will get her going because I, I teach him you got to teach her guide her what her body wants to do right and you do it through like talk right it's like you know oh that pussy's so wet for me and it's like oh and she might not even be wet right now but she's going to be because <laughs> you guided her mind there mm. that makes sense interesting so, yeah. So like I go deeper into the psychology of all that. So 
So what I make the poor guy do is I make him repeat some of them to me. Oh my gosh. I love it. So he's telling you, this reminds me of like friends right now or Ross and I think it's Ross and Joey are like, if he, they don't get sex as sexy, but I think Ross is learning how to dirty talk and Joey's yeah, yeah. teaching him. Yeah. Oh it gosh. is literally like that. Okay. I love it. Uh, I think he got like to the fourth one and he's like, I, I feel weird, man. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. You're not turning me on. So you're safe. <laughs> Oh my god! We had a good laugh about it, and guess what? His wife was really into it. Amazing, right? So it's like, and she was just like, "Wow, I don't know where this is coming from," because she doesn't know he's seeing me. Ah, fascinating! Pretty cool. Good for him. Good for him. She doesn't need to know. She doesn't need to know. No, this is his own spiritual journey and his growth. But again, now that I've seen him numerous times, it's like, wow! I look at his confidence is way higher. Uh, he feels good about himself and that's where it starts and then it's like his relationship's better she's looking at him differently mm. she yearns for him right that, as a man that feels good right it's like great if all these women think i'm hot it feels good to me don't get me wrong i love that like that's the the leo part of me i think <laughs> <laughs> okay but it's not as important as my lover appreciating me and loving me and desire me like if she's loving me and into me fully that just gets me that's my rocket fuel that's that's what I go on and it's like let's do it mm-hmm. right so I think that's important so it, it's guiding and understanding the mental part of this whole game it's so important so important because there's a, that's what we are we're mental emotional spirit, spiritual creatures yeah right? we're not just physical creatures mm-hmm. right so it's like you know uh, and I posted this today too it was about you know when we say human beings right uh, I can't, he's a Indian background. I can't remember the guy's name, a guru guy. And he was saying, you don't say tiger being, you don't say gorilla being, it's a human being. So why? Because we are beings who understand and uh, connect and have control of where, what state of being we're in. Okay. We're not reactive creatures. We're not mm. meant to be reactive creatures. The problem is we're t- being taught to be reactive creatures, which makes us more animalistic. Right. Hmm. So I, oh, that I, resonates. Right. So it's just like, oh, this person said this to me at work or he did this and, and we just react, constantly reacting. So that's going to throw you completely out of whack. Instead of being like, no, I'm in control and I'm the master of me. And it, of course, this takes work. It's not just like, oh, I heard this podcast and I just became the master of myself. That's not going to happen. But if you do the work, you will be the master of yourself. And if you master within you, the outside world does change. It cannot dictate how you feel, uh, what you do, anything like that, because you'll be in so much control because you're a human being. Now, if you relate that to sexually, you are the human being. You get to be in the state you desire to be in. But if you rely on strictly on what he said or she said in this person or that person, it's gonna, you're not present. And you cannot have that optimal level of connection or optimal level of experience, sexual experience with your partner. (sighs) That's our brains blowing up. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this. We're going to leave it on that note, that beautiful (laughs) note right there. And just let that marinate in your brains, people. There's so much here. <laughs> We're going to, at some point in the future, definitely talk more about this. We'll, we'll do a part three. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's just so much here to unpack. Right. 
Um, okay. So you, you are working with people on this stuff. Like you work with couples on this, you work with solo people on this, um, and teaching like the, the tantric techniques, but even more than that. Right. Yeah. So it's like for the sexual part, I definitely go into more tantric stuff, Mm -hmm. but I do go a little deeper because I feel like, okay, sure. You have this, you start to become more connected to your sexual energy and you start to learn techniques and all that. But if your self-image is poor, if you don't know how to talk, your communication is poor, uh, you don't even know how to seduce. Uh, there's so many, there's so much more to it. I think it's a huge component. Yeah. Oh my God. I just think it's more. There's much more. There's more. And if it's you have a whole learn, package. Yeah, it's a whole package, right? Mm-hmm. So whoever's willing to learn, I will mm-hmm. teach you. I don't care. Because <laughs> I, there's one person that said this to me and I laughed so hard. And I don't know if I said it in the other podcast, but it was like, there's a lot of miserable people around. And there'd be way less, no, there'd be way less miserable people around if they got fucked really good. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is true. Okay? It is true. It's so true. So I feel like if you were having that experience and connecting to your body and connecting with someone you loved, man, we wouldn't worry about that you caught that red light. You wouldn't be worried about that they messed up your coffee order. Like that would be so far from your mind because you would be in such an energy of bliss yeah bliss we're meant to be most of the day actually I think so too and we've just been trained to be in like fight and flight and terror and fear and anger and like in our lower octaves like living what is it the amygdala is that where we're living Mm -hmm. yeah I think we've been like tricked into living in the amygdala when we really should be like up in another part of the brain like in the pineal for god's sakes that's where we should be that's where we should be and it's like what, and then once you learn about all this, especially we're talking about sex, like that sexual energy, when you have a high sexual energy, and I don't, you probably experience this, Pika, but um, people gravitate to you. They do. They do. That's why like Scorpios are so magnetic. That's it's right. because Scorpio is the high sexual signature and people are magnetized to Scorpios. Yeah. So it's very interesting because I'm a Scorpio. No one mm-hmm. know that, right? So um, I can go into a room. I won't even say a word and people just come to me. Yeah. They, they see me and, and I take, I, I think that's a blessing. I feel very blessed to have that. And, and it's not just women, like men too, right? Like mm-hmm. men want to get to know me like, man, like what's your name? And like, what do you do? And women gravitate to me on both ends too, which is interesting. I, I think very sexual first. Yeah. And then, or some of them are like, man, you're just such a good person. Mm, you this have a vibration cool. about you that is very like the confidence, right? Like, you're just like, wow, he's just very present and who he is. It seems mm-hmm. like a good person to know. And then like you speak and it's just like, wow, like he's just, he's just him. It's That's funny. right. So and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So they just gravitate. And it's so funny. Cause like I'll, I did a live yesterday and I, I always have like, I'll have a random dude ask me to do a peck dance. <laughs> and I just, and I, I just laugh it off because I take it as a compliment. Hey man, totally. if he's into my peck dances and that gets him off, God bless you, bro. Do it. Just you do, do it. You. You, you do, do you. you. Okay. <laughs> so let's leave off on that note. We'll leave off on that note. Yes. Magnetism, but yes, sexual energy, Scorpio energy, not saying people don't have high Scorpio energy are not magnetic. It just no. means when we're tapping, because we all have Scorpio energy in our charts. When we tap into our sexuality, we magnetize. So I freaking love this and that we're leaving it off on a little bit of astrology. <laughs> <Ugh>. Perfect. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for again, sharing your knowledge and your brilliance with us, because I know so many of my people are just going to be like brain explode. No, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do what I love and share, uh, you know, some great knowledge that I really do believe is going to help a lot of people and better their lives. And that's what I think, you know, people like us, why we're here. That's why we're We're here. Our own lessons, of course, but we're here Mm -hmm. to make this world a better place. So we are. So we're all going to go have some orgasms and vibrate higher. (laughs) That's your homework. Everyone have plenty of orgasms, plenty of orgasms, vibrate high. Stop being so mad at your spilled coffee. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you, Walter. No problem. Thanks. We got it.